0: Hey besties, welcome to the Bookish Spice Girls podcast. I'm Anna. I'm Ellie. And I'm Isabel. This is a podcast where we talk about books, spice, and everything
1: nice. Hi besties and welcome back. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. Um, This week we're actually going to be spotlighting one of our own, Isabel. She is an author, and she actually just released her 18th book. It was released May 25th, and it was absolutely the most dark, twisted, but sexy read that I have read in this past like year, and it gave me, it checked off all my boxes, and (laughs) I was loving, I could not put it down. And it was just it was chef's kiss. So we actually wanted to do a little things we wanted to do things differently this week. We kind of wanted to first get to know Isabel a little bit more. I know that we had an introduction episode and we got to know you as a reader. But this episode, I kind of want people to know you more as a writer, especially with this book. And I think this is my first book that I read from you. Mm-hmm and now I need 17 more books to go through. Yeah, just a few. Yeah, so think of this as an interview with our own Isabel, author Isabel. (laughs) And um, I actually wrote things down. Okay. I wanted to start off, when you write these types of books, did you Do you have, like, every single book, do you have something that motivates that specific book? Or are you, like, I know before you said that you are a mood reader. Mm-hmm. Are you also a mood writer?
0: Yes. Uh, it, I do have to be in a specific mood. Um, sometimes I've had to change it up if I've written 10,000 words and I'm just like, i mm, not really feeling it after all. And I have to change trope, theme, characters, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I'd still... I stick to just whatever my gut's telling me as far as this is concerned. Well, first of all, let me just backtrack and thank you for all of the praise. <laughs> I didn't even have to pay you to say these nice no, things. No, you didn't. But I do appreciate that. So I'm glad From you enjoyed it. From the bottom of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no. So with this book, prior to writing it, I had just written a college romance series. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were, you know, younger you know, kids, I say kids, they were adults, but you know younger than me, right and as and as fun as it was, and I, I love college romance, um i at towards the end, I was like, I really need some adult mind space, I need it to be darker, grittier. I kind of just wanted I was craving that uh since it had been you know college romance, which was a different vibe, right, so I came up with dysfunctional
1: wow okay yeah that's that's amazing so when you first started writing was it like something as as like a hobby or did you know that you were going to become like this was going to be your livelihood like you were going to become an author
0: um Neither really I so I had been a reader forever and then uh, whenever I found out what the indie world was and I found out that there were authors you could talk to on Facebook and they like responded to you and I just knew what self-publishing was I was like oh wow I didn't know that it was a thing and I was just devouring all the books as a reader mm-hmm. and at one point I was just like I ha- it took a while I was thinking about it because I thought maybe I almost thought it was like a silly dream. Like, a silly, like, nobody's going to, they're going to be like, what, you're going to write a book? But I was like, yeah, like, I feel like I could write a book. Like, I think I could, I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up telling my husband about it. And I just, I wrote a book. I didn't know what to expect. Like, and I, obviously, I learned a lot. Like, that first book, like, I unpublished it. (laughs) (laughs) Because that needs uh, some work. Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot since then. But... Uh, it was the second book that I published that actually became a big deal and um, sold, you know, more than I could have imagined, and, and gained all these readers for me. And I was like, wow! And it was within that book's uh, time of being released, I was like, hmm, I think I'm gonna keep going. Okay. I'm just gonna keep. I'm gonna keep doing this because I love it. I love creating these worlds where people can escape into them. And then I'm hearing from readers and they're telling me how much they've loved the characters or (laughs) they love certain things. And I was like,
1: yeah I, I'm gonna keep trying this out and me texting you at like 12 <laughs> o'clock at night saying what is happening you are doing things to me right now <laughs> those are the best messages to get <laughs> yeah. literally that's again for those that I was I devoured this entire <laughs> book which we are actually gonna jump into mm-hmm. and because I want you to tell us a little bit I want to hear your ren- like your synopsis of what dysfunctional which that is the 18th book title I'm um, don't think I said that before, but your newly released is called Dysfunctional. It's an MM romance and mm-hmm. it was actually like it was beyond words right now because <laughs> it was so good. But give us a little bit of a synopsis summary. Okay.
0: So Dysfunctional sums it up pretty well. I thought, how can I describe this book in a word? And it's dysfunctional. Um are You have Ezra, who was a serial killer, and he's trying to live life like a normal person in society, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote normal, and he sees another man in town Mm -hmm. uh, who catches his attention because of his acquaintance with women who sometimes go missing after. So he's like, something's going on with this guy. I have to check him out. And he thinks that he can kind of live vicariously. He doesn't have to go back to who he was. He can live vicariously. And then he starts to get more drawn in. And there's some mystery and some surprises. And then there is chemistry where even though they know you, they can't really trust each other, there's an attraction and they want each other. And it's very like you don't know what's going to happen between them. It's kind of what I hoped for. People didn't know what their relationship was going to be like Mm -hmm. besides dysfunctional. Right. Because
1: they're both killers, stalkers, you know. Right. Bad people. (laughs) How I saw it, which I'm I'm happy that you, when you posted like, when you posted like Dexter and when you posted Joe from you, Mm -hmm. that's literally after you posted that, that's all I could see. Mm -hmm. And I saw like such like, oh my God, this is. This is Dexter. Ezra is Dexter. Yes. Joe is... Caspian. Caspian. Mm-hmm. And literally set the feels for everything because I, I devoured both those shows, first of all. Like, those yeah. were my shows. And so the fact that you brought those characters alive in this sense mm-hmm. and made it a love connection and... <laughs> yeah. I, Well, they won't use the word love. I'm sorry. That, that wasn't... They don't use the word love. But they made that connection and that sexual tension... That was happening Mm -hmm. literally was amazing and it was just like I I ate it I ate all of it and I could not put it down because first of all you did a very PG (laughs) synopsis Mm -hmm. let me tell you that this book it's smut level it's spice level whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. the sex was absolutely (laughs) to die for and it was so vivid and I loved everything. And I was just like, how does she know what I'm enjoying right now? Like you were writing everything that (laughs) this is why I've been trying to tell you, like I knew
0: or you're like, I like this. I like my romance like this, this and this. And I'm trying to be like, yeah, I know because (laughs) that's what I enjoy. That's what I'm writing without saying, girl, please just read my fucking books already. I promise you. No, but I was just like, yeah, no, I, I deliver I'm I'm giving the spice I do like to keep it pretty naughty Mm -hmm. uh you know and it's hard to put that in a in a synopsis because you don't want to get like kind of dinged for it being too risque right uh but I think just for everybody to know unless I specifically state otherwise every book that I write will have pretty sexy seamy scenes in it Mm -hmm. um but yeah, when it came to characterizing those two characters, I had Joe and Dexter in mind. I had actually just watched um the newest season of Dexter where they brought him they brought the show back. And you as we you watched know, that, yeah. As you know kind of what his life is like in that season. Yep. And so I was like, Okay, well let me kind of take a serial killer type person who he's got a different, he doesn't have Dexter's moral code, so to speak. <laughs> yes. so he's a bit different, but I was Just like, a Just a yeah, I was like, I want him and I want somebody like Joe Goldberg, who I adore. I love Joe. As mm-hmm. crazy as that, that
1: may be, I love him and I think Ooh. he's hilarious. I think by now, I think we've established Most that we, we, yeah, we're kind of on a different <laughs> level maybe we're not on that normal (laughs)
0: thought process. so i was like what if i bring these two characters together and they're they're both different from dexter and joe but they're oh yeah no yeah they're similar but different and i was like but then i'm going to put them together and make them also be like you said not in love because i try to keep true to their ways like if i'm saying he's a kind of you know like a psychopath or a sociopath and typically these people aren't capable of actual true emotions and love feelings they're very obsessive um in that way
1: yeah Yeah. so
0: i was like they're not going to be like all of a sudden go from killing and stalking people to falling madly in love and being romantic Mm -hmm. because it's just not who they are their love is very different and it's shown in a different way yep and caspian kind of tells him that in a certain part of the book where he's just like i don't want that from you i wouldn't believe it if you said it. yes i need you to crave me i just i need you to want me he Mm -hmm. needed that kind of toxicity (laughs) that's how they don't we all yeah (laughs) like if you're not absolutely obsessed
1: with me what's your problem uh, do you even like me (laughs) <laughs> but playing on with that. So this is going to be a little side note because as I finished the book, I kind of let it like, like kind of, you know, when you finish a book, you let it mm-hmm. settle and you're just like, oh, wow. Like my brain is just like, I really am up here and I'm yeah. coming back down here as I'm watching my house still function normally. And I just read this. You're like, I just came back from this really crazy place. <laughs> <laughs> and in my head, I envisioned because I was putting furniture together earlier today uh-huh. and as I was sitting there, And I was putting this furniture together and I was getting irritated and my partner was like trying to help but staying his distance. And I'm just like, you know, I want to envision how Ezra and Kaz would put together (laughs) IKEA furniture. (laughs) And I know that's like so off topic. This is just how my brain works. But I was just envisioning like... Would they, like, stop halfway through with, like, they get irritated at each other? Like, yeah, you know, and probably end of them, like, end up fucking because, you know, they're so mad at each other because, like, their angry sex is, again, like, chef's kiss. It's
0: very much like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to kill you. And then instantly, like, but let's have sex first.
1: (laughs) You didn't screw this in right. Okay. Yeah. But I'm sorry, that was a, it was a side thing. I had to bring that up because I literally was like, I have to tell Isabelle when she gets here that I envisioned her characters putting together as <laughs> the furniture. Just the normal life, just yeah. trying to put together some furniture. <laughs> so when you came up with these two characters, I know you just said that you had watched the new season. So did you already had in mind that you were going to write this type of book this time? Or like you already had these characters played out? Or was it kind of just... Um,
0: I had it. I already knew that I wanted to do a serial killer romance. Um, I wasn't sure at the time if it was going to be like MM or MF or whatever. Um, I just knew that I wanted it to be dark. I wanted them to be killers. And, um, I had heard about a book that had, um, something similar, but it was a straight pairing. And I was just like, to mix it up, and I hadn't read the book, but I knew that I wanted it to be dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, like, like, like I said earlier, sometimes dark is like, yeah, they're messed up, but they're also like in love. Yeah. And I just knew that I wasn't going to do it that way. But I felt like it was still very much a romance. So whenever I eventually kind of um, started to really think about it, I had initially thought it was going to be. MMF pairing and I was going to have a like a three-way kind of situation and it ended up like changing as I write which is kind of what happens right. because I don't plot out everything. So as I'm writing things change, the characters develop differently than I had originally thought. I start to like a character more than I anticipated and I'm like, hmm, I can't do what I had originally planned with this character. So, um, it changed. So, Yeah, I had an idea of just dark serial killers, and then it Dexter happened, and I was like, yeah, that would be a good idea, and then um, I eventually just made it gay, and I loved it. Yeah. Every every decision (laughs) that you made, I absolutely loved it.
1: (laughs) I mean, for me, I love the way that you write sex is literally how I love to read sex. Yay! And so (laughs) I was just like, I'm envisioning this i'm watching this it's a movie playing out for me the way that you had your you know background it was just it all fit perfectly and i absolutely loved like the scenery the way that you played out the setting and just all the character development in it even the the small side characters i Mm -hmm. like you know i got enough of it that i was just like this book is really focused on the two main characters obviously Mm -hmm. but i was also able to get their entire world yeah, and I thought that that was absolutely amazing because sometimes I think we talked last episode about it, where sometimes in like these types of books, where it talks, you know, this is like not just erotica, but like just some romance in general. It's they complain that the plots or this or the that mm-hmm. the settings or it's just it's like you don't get anything mm-hmm. except for the sex or something right. like that. And mm-hmm. your book, I felt like I got it all. Yeah, again, I loved how you played everything out. I loved to get to know Ezra. I loved Caspian. I loved, you know, Willow. And just getting to know all the Mm characters. And on top of that, like, I knew exactly the town they were in. And, like, just everything played out perfectly. And so I felt like this book literally makes me ready to deep dive into all your other books. So (laughs) don't be too alarmed when you see, like, 17 other books. pop up in my like inventory because i'm just like i have needs yeah and you are meeting them
0: <laughs> well i appreciate that yeah it's um i mean in dysfunctional is definitely the darkest one that i have okay. so nothing else will be as dark i mean i do have a dark another dark book but Based on the ending, I don't classify it as romance, Mm -hmm. but it might be up your alley anyway. Everything else, yeah, there's still going to be some explicit sex scenes, but definitely plot, background, whatever. I give give all my characters, they have background stories, they have Mm -hmm. a reason why they are the way that they are and kind of what drives them. And they also, you know, just have a lot of sex and sometimes it's kinky and sometimes it's like steamy and whatever, but... Yeah, I do try to keep my books to have stories. But what's interesting about Dysfunctional, and I won't say what it is because it would be a spoiler, but you know that there's a particular surprise or twist or something in there. And what's funny is that I didn't plan that. I I was halfway in the story already, and I was just writing a particular scene, and I was like, huh, this would be perfect.
1: I hope you know that I yelled at my husband because I was like, I, I I don't want to spoil anything, yeah. but like it got to that scene and I was just like, are you joking? <laughs> well, what was it? <laughs> and I was like, I said all that out loud yeah. and he's looking at me and he's just like, what are you talking about? I'm like, she put something in here and now I need to know what it is. And I am probably not going to find out. So I was like, I need to hurry because I need to know. And I did. I, I hope you know that I finished so I can get to know what I needed to know. Yeah. During that part. So. I like
0: I needed that particular once I found out what it was going to be. I was like, yes, this is going to be this is going to be a good like add in. And I knew I had a kind of hint at it. Keep people, like, wanting to read. You need people to want to keep reading your book. (laughs) You can't just give it all away right away. Just little teases here and there. But, yeah, it was, I I like that best whenever I don't plot it. Because, like, if people say, like, I didn't see it coming. Like, I didn't either. (laughs) We got, we're both surprised. Same. It just
1: kind (laughs) of happened. I didn't plan it, so. It was a good surprise. Yeah. No, I, I ate it up because you had me and I was just like, oh, she did it. She <laughs> did it to me. And now I'm irritated because now I can't stop until I get to know what it is. Yeah. So after Dysfunctional, are you already working on your next project or are you taking like
0: – um? So I'm working on an anthology piece. So it's going to, and it's very fast turnaround. It's the fastest turnaround I've had to work with. It's going to come out, the anthology is going to come out July 22nd. And I have to have my story finished by July 1st. Um, And it's only like 10,000 words. So it's not like a full story. So I'm still working on that. And it's very, very different from Dysfunctional. But because it's a charity anthology, I'm keeping it a little lighter Mm -hmm. uh, based on the, where the charity is, um so it's going to be like still steamy and still romantic, but not dark and twisted and fucked up. Um so once I do that, once I'm finished with that, which will be like July first, I'll be done. I will start on my next project, mm-hmm. which you've I've already kind of told you about, and I'm still kind of this is the first time I've had to kind of plot it out in a sense because, like I said, I don't plot, but it turned from like a book into like several books in a series so i'm trying to keep everything in order and get my characters lined up and what are their names what are their ages what who are they going to be with what's the trope in that story so um i'm still doing that and i but i want to kind of keep it dark because people are really wanting more dark romance (laughs) and by people i mean you (laughs) (laughs) me So now I'm your audience. Yeah. So now I'm trying to like, okay, which which book will be first, and how can I make it dark and kind of similar vibes, but you know, totally different story. And right. what, what's funny, or what's going to be fun, is that this is a subgenre I've never written before, which I love because like my tagline is "books for every mood." where I'm trying to get something for everybody. Mm-hmm. If you like college romance, I got it. You want male escorts, I got it. You want MM, got that, got dark, got sweet. So I'm trying to keep my,
1: you know, options open. And this is new for me. So it's, it's very, very exciting. With Dysfunctional coming out, I know that you, in case um, individuals want to read it, um it is offered on KU it's offered on Amazon it's offered on multiple different platforms I'm guessing for purchasing um
0: it's well it's just Amazon for ebook because of Kindle limited it's oh, okay. required to only be Amazon I think I published
1: the paperback on Barnes and Noble though perfect and our Isabel and me cuz I'm her assistant <laughs> is going to be at a uh, Polycon a Polycon mm-hmm. yeah and she will be there doing book signings yes and able to see all her amazing readers Mm -hmm. and she's also going to you said that you will be bringing some books in case you have just a little bit on hand
0: oh yeah for sure I have so I'm bringing all the ones that people have pre-ordered and I'm going to bring extras Um, more extra of dysfunctional because it's the newest one and uh, the South River University series because that was also recent and then like a handful of some others just in case people are interested in those. But yeah. Perfect. It's so, going to be a
1: lot. <laughs> for those that are possibly going and you are listening, you will see Isabel there. And you'll be seeing me next to her because yes. I'm her assistant. Yeah. <laughs> I am so excited because I've never attended one of these. I'm very nervous.
0: So I'm glad you'll be at my side uh, also to be like because I get super awkward and I feel like I get nervous and I don't know how to be around large groups of people like and I mean my husband will be there too I mean hopefully (laughs) the military you never know but you know like I'm thinking about it this is one of the biggest signings and Mm -hmm. this is like it's insane and it's like this whole weekend of events I'm so excited there are authors there that I can't even wait to like see people that I've been talking to online that I finally get to meet in person readers bloggers everybody so it's gonna be a lot of fun but yeah I'm definitely nervous so if you are there come see me come say hi and even if you don't want to buy any books just come chat with me like she doesn't bite I'm she's gonna, super nice I'm really nice I'm gonna be really nervous hopefully not
1: super awkward either I'll, I'll be there yeah. I'm 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 your night in shining armor yeah. <laughs> in one of your scenes by the way I I know that we talked about this before one-on-one or we talked about it in group setting, but mm-hmm. in one of the scenes and multiple scenes, you talked about a sex club. Yeah. And I actually, that's on my bucket list to do. Same. And <laughs> yeah. I, I am just so thrilled that you put that in there. Cause I'm just like, everything that you wrote about it mm-hmm. is how I envision a sex club being. Mm-hmm. And I guess, when i was younger i, I won't disclose the age <laughs> younger there is this there's this like a uh, show called uh real sex on hbo mm, and yeah. it was after dark mm-hmm. and i remember tuning in and i was should not have been watching this <laughs> but anyway yeah. there was that is the first time i ever got introduced to a sex club or they didn't call it a sex club. They called it something different. I can't remember what it was, but mm. essentially that's what it was. Yeah. And you walk in and it was dark and everyone was kind of dressed up. And this one, it was like the masquerade night. So everyone had on masks mm-hmm. and like identities were like it was kind of like an anonymous night. Yeah. And some of these clubs do require like you have to have a membership. Yeah. And then there are nights where you get to actually, if you come with a member, you can like do like a test run type of thing, like a mm-hmm. trial. And so that kind of reminded me when he took Ezra there for the first time, Mm -hmm. like, you know, he was responsible for him. That's essentially what happened in this show. And, like, I got to see firsthand, like, there were multiple different rooms. You know, everything was, like, dim-lighted. Everyone dressed up in, like, Sexy outfits, Mm -hmm. like the ones that you could be actually performing, like you know performing acts, Mm -hmm. or you could just be, you know, observers, and they had windows so that you could watch and peer in, Mm -hmm. and that's how I envisioned because that was like my first taste of it. That's how I envisioned a sex club being. Obviously, I'm sure there are multiples that are different and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But when you wrote that in the book, Mm -hmm. it made me so happy because I was just like, oh my god, she's writing what I already like pictured. Yeah. Which reminds me of a different sex Uh pub that happens in Neon Gods. Yes. And I know that we both were able to complete that. Mm -hmm. But I just love the fact that you wrote a character, Ezra. Mm -hmm. He is a dom. Mm -hmm. No questions asked. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to be in control there. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to control me. (laughs) And when we compare that to, well, we won't compare that, obviously, two different books. Yeah. But Neon Gods, Mm -hmm. he is also a dom and he is the owner. The boss. Yeah. Yeah, He's in control. Hades is the owner Mm -hmm. of a sex club. Mm -hmm. And I just love so much that these types of books, like your book, Mm -hmm. other people's books, Mm -hmm. are involving such... Like, I guess it wasn't, there are sometimes taboo subjects. Yeah. Because it's not very talked about mm-hmm. in not just bookish communities, but in, in just general. and yeah. just general communities, you know, sex clubs is just something that, like, not brought up. So I'm so happy. I guess I, just to sum this up, I just found my people. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are my people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I love that. And I love the fact that when we think of, like, something like Neon Gods, and he's older. You have Ezra and Kaz. Mm-hmm. Kaz isn't as old, but Ezra is. Mm-hmm. And I just love a good man who's in charge. Mm-hmm. And not only in charge, he also knows how to take care of you. Yeah. And that right there, weak at the knees. Yeah. Weak at the knees. Like, yeah. I love the older men and I love the fact that not just that they're older, but the fact that they know what they're doing. hmm Experienced. hmm Yeah, for sure. It uh, it gets me going.
0: Yeah, I don't... <laughs> yeah, which is why I like uh, writing older characters. I mean, you know, even if it's just mid-30s, you know, and, and over you know that these people have experience mm-hmm. under their belts. They've been having sex for a bit longer than when you're like like in college. And You're like, yeah, of course college kids are having sex. They're young. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they still got some stuff to learn probably. <laughs> but you know, we, yes. we we fictionalize it and of course they're like really fucking good. <laughs> Cuz who wants to read about bad <laughs> sex
1: like, you know? What I mean? But and yeah. 5 seconds later, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. So sorry about you. Are you done? No. Oh, um, well, I guess I, yeah, (laughs) my first time. Um... (laughs) But so I guess to transition gears and which by the way, please pre-order or or, not pre-order. I'm sorry. Please order and get a copy or read it on Kindle Unlimited. Dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. You will not be disappointed, especially if you are a dark and twisty individual like ourselves. and a sprinkle Um, of little blood here and there while you're fucking, I mean...
0: Yeah, so (laughs) definitely check trigger warnings. I have them on my my website because... It might not be for you. There might be some things that are not for you. But if you go to my website, you will find the trigger warnings for
1: Dysfunctional. Trigger warnings for me are just like, oh, it has that? Okay, perfect. Perfect. (laughs) It's your shopping list. (laughs) That's my shopping list. (laughs) Transitioning over Mm -hmm. to Neon Gods. I know that we mentioned it a little bit before, Mm -hmm. but we both actually just finished it. And I'm so happy that, you know, I finished that one and then I like devoured yours. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, I am on a fucking roll, like <laughs> everything that I'm hitting is like hitting the spot and I'm just like I'm back Ellie is back in movement here and um for those that don't know Neon Gods is a Hades uh, Persephone like kind of retelling
0: mm-hmm.
1: um this one's kind of more contemporary
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: and it's not so much this will contain a little bit of spoilers because we obviously will be discussing it so mm-hmm. if you I haven't read the book. Yeah. (laughs) suggest that you do. But it does take place contemporary because it's a modern world. Hades and um, all those with the titles, Hades, Zeus, all of them, Mm -hmm. they're just that. They're titles. They're not actually the beings. Right. So they're not actually like the gods. Gods, yeah. So Hades is like essentially like south side and then you have Zeus and the rest of them are north side. Yeah. I would be in the south side. Yeah, Clearly. please kick me out. Can I go to the south <laughs> side, please? I volunteer as tribute. Um, <laughs> But Hades is a club owner. Mm-hmm. Persephone is a, Um, she was supposed to be marrying Zeus. Mm-hmm. She didn't realize that. It was kind of like a forced engagement. You know, we all can love some of that. But in this case, not so much. Yeah. And she essentially ends up with Hades. I know that's probably the worst synopsis you ever heard. <laughs> ever. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm just, I know my parts. (laughs) There's a a lot of those kinky parts that we're going to be discussing.
0: Yeah, we just want to get to the south side, please, into the sex club.
1: So, as we move on, there was a scene in there that I actually really wanted to talk to you about because Mm -hmm. I think I had to talk to you about it because I was so confused. Um, (laughs) We were both trying to figure it out. (laughs) Me and Isabel had to try and reenact this on my couch. Um, So, I... (laughs) You want to get an envision of that. Um but it was a scene where she was sitting on Hades' lap and it was mm-hmm. her first introduction to his club mm-hmm. and essentially their first outing together mm-hmm. and it was to make it a statement that she was not Zeus's anymore, she was now Hades mm-hmm. and I got confused. <laughs> yeah. Um how his hands and oh, I guess the placement of her, the placement of him mm-hmm. because they did end up fucking On the, you know, the big, the throne, the the chair, chair, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I had to, I remember reading it. I was actually listening to it. And I had to rewind because positions change so quickly and I was like wait here we go again what is with me and I immediately just jumped to the conclusion I don't know what I do either from when I'm reading versus when I'm listening apparently I just space all the words out
0: (laughs) and I just like
1: jumped like the movie's playing in my head Mm -hmm. and I'm such a visual reader that I'm just like I guess apparently I'm playing the movie out and like I'm not following along to the actual story yeah and so it ends up where when they end up fucking. He ends up behind her. I didn't know when the movement happened. Right. We both sat here. Yeah. And we had to like We re-read. were like looking
0: through the book. <laughs> like, wait, so he, she was sitting this way first <laughs> and then turned. So they're in this position. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're definitely like mapping it out. Like, okay, now I get it i think i got it now yeah
1: (laughs) yeah but that though so that scene and then that i think that was one of the not the first scene that they had sex in because they did a little foreplay or a little playing with Mm -hmm. each other before Mm -hmm. but that scene drew me in and i was like okay i'm in i'm buckled in i'm ready because i'm ready for a man (laughs) who knows what he's doing and the fact that this author wrote the characters that way Mm
0: -hmm.
1: again i i think that's what it is for me
0: yeah
1: my kink i don't know if it's a kink it's older guys that know what they're doing yeah is my husband that much older than me no (laughs) (laughs) but you know i've we've i've taught him a few things don't worry guys (laughs) i've I've, I've been a very good teacher (laughs) but um with neon gods i just i fell in love again I feel like a lot of Hades Persephone's I, I wanna say a lot, the ones that I've read, mm-hmm. Hades has been like a club owner. I don't know if you've come across that, but I've
0: literally not read any other ones. So this was my first okay. retelling. I mean I've I know of maybe two others. Ooh, I think. But yeah, I haven't read them yet. So okay. I don't know what the characters are like. But this one, um, I thought was interesting. I because I will in the beginning I was confused. I was like, so I know who, like, Hades and Zeus are. Like, you know, when you're talking about, like, old Hades, old Zeus, the gods. Right. So when I started reading it, I was like, oh, they're just people. These are titles. It's a whole thing. Modern world. Got it. Took me a second to figure out what I was reading about. But I know I like it. And I, whenever, I think I texted you or I texted the group, and I was like, are we about to get a kinky Hades? As soon as he was talking about his parties that he had. Like, oh, no, or his, like the fact that he liked to do it in public or in front of people. And I was just like, oh, shit, I'm into it. Give it to me. (laughs) That turned me on. I was just like,
1: (laughs) do I want to do this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. Where can we get away with this? (laughs) Where can I go?
1: (laughs) But I absolutely, like I I said, this was something – I, the fact that it was like a modern because the other one I did read was also a modern retelling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um, and I eat that up. I love the fact that a lot of these retellings are taking place in modern. like don't get me wrong, like the traditional sense of Hades Zeus, like mm-hmm. I'm sure I haven't read one because I just I, I just haven't come across it. Yeah, I've come across more of the modern type ones, contemporary ones, mm-hmm. and I eat that shit up. But the other one that I did read, Hades was also a sex club owner. Okay. I don't know if it was a sex club or if it was a strip club, something of that sense. It had something to do with
0: some adult sexual.
1: Entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> it had to do with you know adult stuff. Yeah. So I just I get it though because Hades is perceived as you know he's, he's the villain, the yeah. bad guy, yeah. and so sex and you know strip clubs and sex clubs those are all dark. Yeah. type, you know, Mm -hmm. clubs. Like you go there when you like wanna do, you know, the dirty stuff. Yeah. And so I I do enjoy that Hades takes on, like the those that rewrite these stories into that. And Hades envelops, you know, what it is to be a dark person in a modern contemporary time. Yeah. And again, it just lets me know as a person that I probably have issues. (laughs) Because those are the people that are drawn to me. Mm -hmm. You ask me fictional characters and I tell you a list of them. And if I could make those people come to life. You would literally look at me like, are you okay? (laughs) Do you you want some help? (laughs) No. that's what I feel. Yeah.
0: No, Uh, I think that. Yeah, I love the, the villains. I love the morally gray or even darker than morally gray. Like. I don't know. Those are fun characters. Yeah. Of course I, really, I want them. I
1: love it so Yeah. Much.
0: Are you a killer? Are you hitman? A mafia boss? Uh, all the
1: above. <laughs>
0: yeah. You like own sex clubs? Yes. I'm in love with you. Just marry me. We'll be happy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think those are very popular characters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You all have a chance. I would definitely check out Neon Gods. It was definitely good. The author is Katie Roberts. Mm-hmm. Um, she has also uh, just released a third one called mm-hmm. Wicked Beauty and that one I've heard is uh, Yeah, I've heard it's spectacular mm-hmm. and I need,
0: um, but I'm thinking I have to read the second one. I know that they, they probably could be read as standalones mm-hmm. but there's a running backstory, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm like, now I need to read uh, Electric Idol yep. and then get to, to Wicked Beauty. But
1: yes, Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I hope that you enjoyed all of this. Mm -hmm. I hope that you um, take a second and check out Isabel and all of her amazing masterpieces because they are all just amazing. Mm -hmm. I just read the one Mm -hmm. and I will be reading the rest. (laughs) (laughs) But again, thank you guys so much and we will see you next time.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you haven't already, be sure to hit that follow button.
1: Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram or TikTok at Bookish Spice Girls so you won't miss out on what your favorite podcasters are up to.